The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our look at the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. This is part three of four of our Guardian review. In this episode, we're going to take a look at Brother Xavier level one, Kenai level three, Springfield 1904 level four, and the Lightning Gun level five. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we write cards here on the Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular deck get a blessed token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your reward. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Treaty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our look at the Guardian cards in the uh, Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion. For the benefit of new players, we're going to start off with an ally this time. This is Brother Xavier, Pure of Spirit. Five cost asset that costs one XP. He has a willpower skill icon in the ally trait. You get plus one willpower. Brother Xavier may be assigned damage and or horror dealt to other investigators at your location, and as a response, when Brother Xavier is defeated, deal two damage to an enemy at your location. He has three health and three sanity and uh, takes up an ally slot. What do you guys think about uh, Brother Xavier? He feels pretty expensive, but that is a lot of soak. Yes. And the fact that you can soak for... Any investigator at your location is a pretty powerful effect, and I think it's the only effect like it in in the box and in the core set, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. So, you know, being able to, like, tank a couple extra health for the Seeker is pretty nice, or being able to tank a couple extra points of sanity for Skids is pretty nice. And then getting a couple extra damage on the way out, also pretty nice. Willpower boost, also pretty nice, yeah. especially in Guardians that are pretty fragile with their sanity. It's like, it's not a bad card. It just feels a little expensive for what you're what you're getting out of it. Yeah, that's true, because I think we're, we're used to comparing to uh, Beat Cop, which costs four and gives you a stat boost. Um, but Beat Cop doesn't have nearly the, um, doesn't have the level of soak that Brother Xavier provides. One thing that's also worth noting is that timing when you want to blow up Brother Xavier to deal two damage to an enemy at your location, that's a free action to do it. So there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool tricks you can do. Like you provoke an attack of opportunity to deal the final two damage to something. Or a friend at your location provokes an attack of opportunity. Brother Xavier takes the hit. Brother Xavier blows up and kills the enemy. And then there you go. Free action. You've dealt with the enemy without spending any time that's when you get to like brother xavier pro plays bro pros that's that's when he starts getting really good i think 
is when you time how to you time getting rid of him. Yeah, really, any card that allows you to proactively take actions you wouldn't consider otherwise, I always consider to be pretty strong. Because yeah. it, it just allows you to kind of break the sequence of the game a little bit, like allowing the Seeker to take their turn while an enemy is engaged with them can, you know, propel you into the next act. So now the Guardian's turn is more useful killing the boss or something like that, like... Those little interactions become much more potent in multiplayer, whereas in solo, yep. they're useful. But you know, I, I more often than not, I think when I was playing Xavier in solo, it would be like I take an attack during enemy phase, Xavier dies, kills the enemy, and then I go about my yep. turn. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and that's still pretty good actually, because if you think about it, it's like you've still you're still doing two damage as a free action. You know, at that point, it's just mm -hmm. still pretty good. Yeah. Because um, and... especially in solo, where if you like miss, if you're if you're gonna attack something that has like three or four health, and you miss a single attack, you can often be in trouble. And Brother Xavier kind of saves your butt at that point. And with Zoe, you can deal three damage if you ever cross out. So the enemy comes in, engages you, you ping it for a damage, ex kill Xavier off, and then deal another two. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> I do agree. Pro. He feels somewhat overcosted at this point considering that a lot of later allies are getting the two skill boosts and stuff like that. But I think at this oh, stage right. of the game, he's he's very solid. I mean, he's basically a bulletproof vest and an Elder Sign amulet rolled into one, which at this oh, stage of the true. game is, yeah. is very rare to have that much soak on the table. Uh, the plus one willpower is obviously good for, for Guardians because they already have sort of average to above average willpower in this basically provides a lot of protection from the encounter deck. Even somebody like Skids who needs an extra willpower can can benefit from that. His response at this stage of the game is is pretty good. I've used it to very good effect in a lot of scenarios where, I mean, between all of the soak and then the ability to blow up Brother Xavier and kill that thing that was harassing you is is very, very useful. I think his, his ability sort of is actually one of those that kind of gets worse over time because there's a lot of two health enemies in the Dunwich Legacy and that gradually increases to three health as you get into the Forgotten Age and later campaigns. So at this stage of the game, if you're playing Dunwich Legacy, Brother Xavier has a pretty good chance of taking that enemy out, not so much in a later campaigns. So it can feel kind of bad to blow him up and not actually kill the thing that was killing you. It is worth noting that he can deal that two damage to any enemy at his location. So if you are being harassed by whooper wills or aloof enemies, or an enemy is engaged with other investigators at your location, they're all fair game for, for Brother Xavier. So that damage is very, very flexible and it's direct. So you're not making skill tests to deal it. You know, just very, very good. How would you rate him? I'm going to land on a zero for him. I think he's he's pretty good. I don't know if he overshadows B-Cop, because I think B-Cop, you can more easily obtain that value, especially proactively, because you can trigger the B-Cop pretty much whenever you want, whereas Xavier requires a bit more setup. But that being said, it provides you with a ton of soak yeah. and a willpower boost to boot. Like, that's pretty good. And the fact that he's only 1 XP, too, is pretty nice. Because, you know, we were... Saying earlier that Dunwich is very stingy with experience, so at least getting something to upgrade 
feels pretty good just from a player experience. You know, it always kind of sucks when you play through a scenario and you get like two experience and then you basically just bank it until the next scenario. And then, it, oh, yeah. you know, it, it kind of feels bad. So at least like Brother Xavier can be a, a solid upgrade without having to like hold on to your experience for multiple scenarios. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm thinking, okay, so things that do similar effects. You have Beat Cop level two that costs a little bit less, can ping for damage over time, but it doesn't have the soak. You've also got Dynamite Blast, which can deal a ton of damage, but it also it does also blow up everything around you. You know, like all it, you know, yourself and your other friends. So Brother Xavier, if you're having trouble as the campaign is going on, if you're having trouble with Soak, I think this is better than Beat Cop because Beat Cop has to damage itself in order to trigger its its free damage. If you're not having trouble with that with uh, Soak, then I'd say probably take Beat Cop level two over this guy. Oh man, this is hard. How to rate him? Fine, I'll just do plus one. There you go. Just doing it. Yeah, this is a tough one given the power of uh, of Beat Cop uh, level two from the from the core set. The problem I think here is that. Playing both is a very difficult proposition for Guardians. Between the cost of Beat Cop and the cost of this guy, even if you're picking up Charisma, that's nine resources, and we haven't even started talking about weapons yet. And so I think you're sort of put in this position of playing one or the other, and I think for most Guardians, they're going to reach for Beat Cop over this guy. And so um, as much as I think I'd like to give this guy a plus one because of the good times we had back in the day, I feel like his between his cost and the other allies that are available, I think he drops to a zero, regrettably, because I do really quite like this guy. The I don't play multiplayer that often, but, you know, this is the be really the beginning of those types of effects. We saw it a little bit in leadership uh, earlier, but the whole guardian as the savior of all the other investigators at the table, leadership lets you chip in. This guy lets you soak uh, a lot of damage and horror and can take out an enemy to boot. So I think if you're playing in a group, like you said, Matastrophic, that's having some trouble with the amount of damage and horror uh, that you're taking, then this guy is a a pretty nice option. Probably much better than picking up a bulletproof vest or or elder sign amulet oh, yeah. uh, around the table because you're not going to necessarily need all those for everybody if if your guardian has got brother Xavier. So, and we do have some uh, events. I think we looked at uh, was it emergency aid that can heal allies. So. If you need Brother Xavier to stick around a little bit longer before you blow him up, you do have an option there. So, yeah, it's it's tough. I think I'll settle on a zero. But uh, depending if you're if you are playing in in that sort of game where you need the extra help, then uh, then he can be very very useful. What do you guys think about the combo of Brother Xavier plus if it bleeds, where you use Brother Xavier to kill the enemy and then if it bleeds to heal some horror on the way out. If your if your team is really struggling with soak, that could Why be a pretty, could yeah. be a pretty good way of of dealing with that. Yeah, if you've got the deck space for it, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see Zoe being pretty tanky, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like Brother Xavier is less appealing in Roland because of his willpower. Yeah. Zoe could actually make use of 5 willpower pretty effectively. 
Yeah. You know, that puts her over the hump of rotting remains, you know, so that could justify her playing leadership to really help out her other her other teammates. Ah, oh, there you go. You know, so I I think it's there. You know, I can see where the designers were going with with Brother Xavier and I, I think he's unique enough that if, you know, you you could justify playing him over B-Cop, I just don't know how effective of a strategy that is. Oh, I'll I'll tell you later about my uh playing Xavier over B-Cop strategy. It 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 comes up later. I think the the only issue with that is just speed. And Arkham is, at the end of the day, a race. The next card we're going to look at is Keen Eye. It is the first of the permanents that were released in the Blood on the Altar Mythos pack. It is a three-cost asset permanent keyword, so it starts the game in play. It has two free triggered abilities. The first lets you spend resources. You get plus one intellect until the end of the phase. The second lets you spend two resources. You get plus one combat until the end of the phase. So the important thing about Keen Eye is that uh, it's that until the end of the phase clause. So if you are planning on, say, investigating three times or fighting three times, then you can get quite a bit of value out of this. This card has saved my butt quite a few times. It's not the first card I'm picking up, but I have purchased it in several of my solo guardian decks primarily for that plus one intellect and uh, it has helped me sort of discover clues in very tough situations but yeah that two resource cost especially in guardian can be pretty tough to swallow what do you guys think yeah i think the biggest thing holding this card back is that you have to pay the resources in chunks of two and in guardian like you were saying that's just really tough to ask to do very frequently but that being said oftentimes you are taking three fight actions in a row you know you're killing a yeah. boss you're killing a high health enemy and you need all three of those boosts and you know you're you're essentially spending two resources for plus three over the course of three skill tests and that's that's pretty good i don't know how often you're going to use that intellect one like roland oh, can just roland. grab clues for free it's true you know, and you're probably going to play things like Working a Hunch and things like that in Roland. So I don't know how often you're really going to need to investigate multiple times in a single turn. But, mm -hmm. you know, Zoli and Roland certainly do want to fight multiple times a turn. So I'd, I could see it coming in handy at the end of a scenario. But I don't know how often you're actually going to be using this. So I wouldn't prioritize upgrading into it. Yeah, it's a tough one because what's also worth noting is that it's a permanent, so it doesn't take up one of your 30 card slots. You don't have to draw it. You don't have to spend any resources to play it. So it's it's something that there are very there aren't very many permanents that have a triggered ability on them in this game, and it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to value against say your physical training, because physical training like it's cheaper if you want to boost your combat tests with it one for one instead of two for one but you got to find the physical training. It takes up one of your card draws. That card draw could have been something else. You've got to put it into play with an action. And only then can you start using that, getting that discount of physical training's one-for-one one combat. And it also has one-for-one one willpower, which I think is stronger in Guardian than one-for-one one intellect. So like, this is kind of hard to rate because permanent is very, very powerful. I think of the permanents, this is probably the least strong one. There is an exception, though. I think if you're playing Zoe and you have Leo DeLuca, 
then you get that then you can get like four actions worth of value or if you play like leo de luca and you play some quick thinkings then i think you can really leverage keen eye in zoe you know because then you're possibly taking five combat tests in like a go time turn then this gets pretty good if you have the three xp to spare it doesn't cost you any card slots so there's that yeah but how often does the guardian have three experience to spare yeah, we're gonna be talking about that because there are other some there are some really strong and really strong XP cards, even like at all XP ranges in this set. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's, that's I should note there is a level zero version of Keen Eye, which lacks the permanent uh, trait that is available in uh, in Devil Reef. This one sort of reminds me a lot of actually Blood Pact, uh, the the mystic version, simply because I like having this on the table, but I'm not necessarily going to trigger it all that often. It's a nice safety valve if you need to get something done. Whether you want to spend 3 XP on that safety valve, that's a, that's a choice I think players have to make for themselves. I've found it valuable, even if it sits there for maybe a scenario and I don't, I don't touch it, but I like having it there. But I can definitely see why, you know, you wouldn't upgrade this simply because it's, again, it's a guardian. You're looking at bigger weapons. You're looking at, at other toys and finding the three XP in Dunwich to, to splash out on something like this is, is tough. Yeah. And I think the other thing that holds this card back, at least within the card pool that we're looking at is that. The three big weapons all deal large chunks of damage. And right. in the case of two of them, they're already giving you such a ridiculous boost that you don't need it. But if you're playing shotgun, keen eye becomes more useful because you want to be succeeding by X yeah. to deal enough damage. Yeah, I'm also thinking like if you're playing Zoe without high level weapons and keen eye can help her use like fire axe pretty well. Actually, some, there's some weird synergy with Fire Axe. Kenai does, weirdly enough. But no, now we're getting really specific. So how would we rate this one? I'm going to give it a zero. It's fine. I just think it's a little expensive, both in the upfront resource cost that you have to pay to get the boost and in experience within the context of Dunwich in the core set. Yeah, I think I'll give it a zero. I think um, this feels like an Elder Thing card, but the fact that it's permanent is, you know, it takes a lot of the costs out of, buying it because you don't have to pay the deck slot you don't have to draw it you know it starts off in a play it's always there from turn one so mm -hmm. yeah I'll, I'll give it a zero like i said i've had a pretty good experience with this card it's not something i use all the time but uh it has come in handy especially as a solo player and if you're playing a guardian like zoe in particular here being able to get that little investigate boost is very very handy <laughs> And it has saved my bacon uh, several times. So I'm going to give this one a, a zero as well. I don't think the level zero version compares very favorably to this because then it's in your deck and then you've got to draw it and play it and spend all the resources to power it. So I think if you're going to, if you're going to pick up Keen Eye, you're getting probably the best version of it in this box. And so if you've got the resources to, to spend on this, so on a on a big turn uh, i think you'll be glad you have it but i can also see you not picking it up in the first place and uh, being perfectly uh, happy that way 
That brings us to the Springfield M1903. It is a four-cost asset that costs four experience points, combat and agility skill icons, item, weapon, and firearm traits. It uses three ammo. As an action, you can spend one ammo, fight, you get plus three combat and deal plus two damage for this attack. Cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you and it takes up two hand slots. So this card probably gets is among the worst in the Dunwich Legacy. I'm not too sure what the designers were thinking when they tacked on the cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you on a weapon that takes up both of your hands. I guess they assume you're playing Bandolier, so you have another weapon. The plus three combat and plus two damage are fine, but... Tying up both your hand slots for some, for a weapon that can't attack anything engaged with you is just not not feasible. What do you guys I think? Also, it also is counterintuitive with the investigator in the box that wants to actively engage enemies. Like, that's what I oh, don't get right. about it. It's like, you're including the Springfield in the set with an investigator that actively wants to engage enemies. Like, it would make sense if maybe there was there was a slippery guardian that wanted to, like, get past the enemies and then shoot at them from a distance, but Zoe wants to get in their face and stab them with a knife. I mean, it's in the artwork. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, that's actually funny you say that, because, like, this feels more like a Mark Harrigan card from uh, Carcosa, because he actually has three agility, and he's a soldier, you know, and it's... More, it seems more like something he would he would run, you know, or like mm -hmm. Zoe. They need they need to give her like a big sword or something, you know, or like an upgraded machete, you know, for Zoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this 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 thing's really bad because cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you. That being said, I highly recommend House Ruling that you cross out the cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you because at four XP it's fine, like plus three combat, plus two damage three shots for four cost at four XP, that is fine. That is not going to break your game. That is not, that is not too powerful. This, this thing does not need that restriction. So honestly, I recommend house ruling that you cross that part out. Yeah. This card is, is sort of the thematically, I think it was intended to be sort of your sniper rifle. And that's why it has the cannot be used to attack engaged or enemies engaged with you. So you're attacking at a distance. We do receive several cards down the road that uh, build on this theme, uh, marksmanship, the telescopic sight, etc., etc., to try to turn, to try to create the guardian sniper rifle. It turns out that you don't really get the guardian sniper rifle until Enchanted Bow is released um, in the Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion, where they actually did the mechanic right and it's not a guardian card it's uh mystic but it's mystic survivor mystic survivor <laughs> so the guardians never do sort of get the sniper rifle that they've always dreamed of it is important to mention that if you are following the list of taboos this is the first card to actually get an upgrade uh, the designers recognize that it is not very good in its current form and so they tried to tweak it to make it better you want to talk a little bit about that, Matastrophic? 
Yeah, so um, the list of taboos um, is something they've done to kind of spice up the card pool a bit. It is more aimed at players who have the entire card pool and are looking for a bit of a change. But that being said, this one is worth considering. And the list of taboos, they suggest changing the Springfield M1903 to say, this attack may target a non-elite enemy up to one location away from its standard range, the sniper rifle, ignoring the aloof and retaliate keywords. Okay, so... You do get something that is situationally pretty useful. You can save yourself a move action sometimes to attack something that's a space away from you. That is situationally useful. However, it still doesn't make up for the fact that, you know, you still, as written, you cannot, it cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you. Springfield includes a restriction that is like always going to hurt, always going to hurt. Because that is what typically happens. You want to attack things that are engaged with you. The exception is wanting to attack things that are not engaged with you. So they they might have given an, some extra flexibility on being able to attack things not engaged with you. The exception, but the normal the 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 normal result, it still can't do that. So it's still terrible as written. <laughs> is what I'm is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how to rule it. <laughs> I do feel like the reason it has that cannot be, you know, you can't attack enemies engaged with you is because if it didn't, it, I feel like it would outshine the other big weapon in the box. Uh, not really, because it's because the the other big weapon in the box is five XP and is you. It's actually on paper just str is stronger, so mm. it would be t they would be too samey. I could see that being an issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, they're essentially the same card. At they would be point. the same card. Yeah, I can appreciate at least the attempt. That's the most charitable thing I can say about it. Yeah, maybe if it was like, maybe if you lost the plus three combat if you attack something engaged with you to represent that you can't take aim. You know, mm -hmm. it's yeah, like, like uh, have you have you ever in Resident Evil like Resident Evil four or five like tried to use your uh, your sniper rifle? You shoot something far away, and then oh look, there's a zombie in your face. Blah blah. <laughs> you know. Have you ever have you ever had that happen to you? Oh yeah, so I have. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like this, the rifle still works. It still does a ton of damage. You just can't use the scope. So, yeah. You know what I'm waiting for is when they create a bayonet upgrade that removes was, that portion of the text and then allows would, you to stab things. It would still be kind of terrible because then you have to draw the bayonet in order to for the to use a to use it like a normal weapon. And even then, it's not like completely overpowered as like as it is like you get the you know you get that you get a big restriction but it doesn't there's not enough oomph you're still getting up to a lightning gun you know mm. when it comes but to i mean damage. like if yeah. the bayonet like had its own separate fight action yes if it had its own separate thing or maybe if it like let you engage things easily or something you know or if it was like you know plus one fight and plus one damage but it can only attack things engaged with you and then you would have the Springfield to shoot things that aren't engaged with you. Ah, there we go. See, look at this. Game, amateur game designers on display right here, folks. Of all the cards, and and not just in the Dunwich Legacy, but I think in the entire card pool, is the card the designers sort of realized, okay, we made a mistake, and they've been trying to fix it ever since. And all of the cards they have created to try to fix the Springfield you still amount to nothing 
it's just like we have the telescopic sight we've got marksmanship we've got you know it just go it just seems to go on and on and it just doesn't work it's like you say like even if you they did create a bayonet attachment for this thing it would still be unwieldy because then you've got to draw both things and you need to play both things and yeah no it uh unfortunately the springfield is a tentacle and all of the cards created to help it don't get much better to be honest and you're probably never going to play this because you're going to if you do you'll play it once you'll play it you'll be like okay i'm going to kill something and then something's going to engage you and you're going to be like you'll well, draw an enemy shit. is what will happen <laughs> you'll draw an enemy and be like oh crap <laughs> i will say in defense of the designers i could see a build with zoe that plays shriveling and the springfield and you okay. kill things with shriveling that are engaged with you and you use the Springfield to kill enemies that are engaged with other investigators. I, I I'm gonna give this a tentacle as well as written, but honestly, just 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 cross out that cannot be used to attack enemies engaged with you, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, if that I was the case, it'd that. be a it'd be a good, pretty good weapon. Yeah, honestly, it'd be a pretty point. good weapon. Yeah, and but not overpowered. It'd be pretty good. But yeah, this thing's a stinker. Yep. Yeah, tentacles all around for the Springfield. You can try the uh, the tabooed version if you'd like, but uh, frankly, I've I think in my mind I have simply forgotten the Springfield exists as a weapon in the Guardian card pool, and and have just moved on. There are so many better options for you to explore that uh, no need to to waste time with this one. Speaking of better options, we have the biggest baddest gun in the set, and. Uh, one of the biggest, baddest guns in the uh, still in the entire card pool. That is the lightning gun. Six cost asset that costs five experience points and intellect and combat skill icon. Item, weapon, and firearm trait. Uses three ammo. Spend one ammo. Fight. You get plus five combat for this attack. This attack deals plus two damage and it takes up both hand slots. Expensive in terms of resources, but... Uh, can't complain about plus five combat and plus two damage. That is going to kill pretty much everything in your path. Yeah, that's uh, true. Your only concern is the amount of ammo, but thankfully Guardians have extra ammunition. Yep. Which is a terrific upgrade for, for a deck that wants to include lightning gun. Honestly, this is my favorite weapon in the entire game. It's Ooh. just so it's just so cool. Like, just from a thematic standpoint, like, you're shooting things with lightning. How cool is that? <laughs> like, Imagining, other... like, Nikola Tesla-type stuff. Like, yeah! Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, like, totally ridiculous, weird science pulp horror, which I'm totally in for. And I wish the game would do more of. You know, it's like, there's, there are so many things about the game that try to, like, play on the cerebral aspects of Lovecraftian horror, but, like... I feel like Arkham is much more in its element when it's going more pulpy, and Lightning Gun is a terrific example of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I actually use the Lightning Gun a lot, even to this day, with the full card pool. And the reason why is because plus five combat is a lot. Lightning Gun is very expensive at six, at five XP and six cost for three shots. 
that is a lot. However, five combat is like so big that as a guardian, you don't need to take, draw, or play any other combat boost. If you have lightning gun, you don't need beat cops at all. You don't need like physical training at all. So it actually like in my mind, if I'm if I'm playing a guardian, and I've done this pretty well with Roland actually, where if I take lightning gun, it's like I'm attacking at a nine. I don't ever have to be above nine, you know. And if I ever, for some strange reason, need to be above nine, I've got overpowers and vicious blows. I'll be all right. Yeah. So, in, in that regard, the way I see lightning gun is you can take it to like save you deck slots because now you don't need beat cops and you don't need any other you don't need any other boost to your combat. You just need to get your lightning gun and just fire your lightning gun and then add extra ammunition to your lightning gun and you're good. So. I think I might have briefly mentioned um, in Brother Xavier is there is a time when I think Brother Xavier gets pretty good compared to Beat Cop, and that is if you're playing this sort of deck and you can afford it. Because if you don't need Beat Cops anymore, Brother Xavier starts looking pretty good. If you can afford it, because oh my god, that's a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and in that deck yeah. you could, you know, like I was mentioning earlier with Zoe playing shriveling yeah. level zero you know you can play that as your backup to kill smaller enemies and then yeah. use the lightning gun to just douse everything else with thunderous that's glory that's true and she's got her cross and she's got vicious blows so like she can really like dial the damage as she needs and bandolier we'd be remiss to not mention bandolier as well yeah you know. so she can hold like a machete or something yeah <laughs> yeah there you go i like it it's like a whole deck build right there <laughs> yeah, and and like you were saying, it, you know, it makes your deck self-sufficient, which is yes. what you really need your guardian to be. You need your guardian to yeah. be able to kill the things in front of the party, because yeah. if they can't, then you all lose. Yeah, that, that can often happen. Yeah, and I also like it a lot in Roland because it means that Roland can spend a lot of his um, card slots on utility seeker cards. I'm thinking like um, preposterous sketches or shortcuts. Um, or deductions even, things that like aren't pure guardian. Um, by mm -hmm. playing Lightning Gun, it kind of opens him up to do stuff like that. Yeah, and he can even play like cheaper allies, you know, like you were saying. Yep. If you don't need to play Beat Cop, you can, you can start looking at cards like Art Student and yep. Lab Assistant. Art, right, Art Student, classic rolling card right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So how would we write Lightning Gun? I think within the context of just the core and Dunwich, this gets an elder sign. I just I love this card. It's great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you want to like kill things, this is the way to go. This is the the top end of killing baddies so far. I think if you compare this to the shotgun from the revised core, I don't think there's there's a lot of competition there. Lightning gun is gonna be the big weapon that you're reaching for as a guardian. You do, as your card pool expands, you do receive iterations on the big weapon. There's uh, the Time Worn Brand, which is neutral. Uh, we get Flamethrower down the road. And of course, we get the Cyclopean Hammer uh, in Edge of the Earth. So Lightning Gun does get some competition as, the, uh, as your card pool grows. But uh, at this stage, there isn't anything bigger or badder than shooting things with lightning. So uh, this one gets a another sign from me as well that's going to do it for this batch of uh, guardian cards from the dunwich legacy investigator expansion let us know in the comments down below what you think any final thoughts i think the guardians get a good mix of upgrades here you know Except we get... for one. 
<laughs> Guardians get a good mix of upgrades here, barring the Springfield, but yeah. we don't talk about that card. Well, yeah. <laughs> lightning gun's cool. I like lightning gun. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.